1: Prepare yourself to ingest current events,
2: pop culture,
1: and politics
2: with a side of Latin flair. Vicious.
3: I don't have to
4: show you how to stinking vicious.
2: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
5: I don't have to show you how stinking vicious.
6: This All is right. the Chris
3: Welcome everybody, it's the Chris Salcedo Show. I am waiting for Facebook Live to catch up with us right now, so just give me two shakes. The reason why we're doing Facebook Live a little bit early to on this uh, Chris Salcedo Show on Wednesday, which normally appears on a Thursday, reason is, Facebook Live... Oh, there, see, it, it kind of echoes a little bit right there at the beginning. Reason why we're doing this, oh by the way, hi Facebook Live... We have logistical issues with tomorrow's program. So that's why we're doing tomorrow's program today. Welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. I am glad you're with us. Now, that didn't come out right. Not tomorrow's program today. We're just doing Facebook Live that we would normally do tomorrow today because of logistical purposes. it's all making sense now? Now that I've thoroughly confused you, let's get to some of the particulars of the program. 888 933 thats how you get in touch with the show. Today, we're going to be focusing on what the basket of bias press is focused on. Today, we're going to be focusing on all of these stories that have come out the last couple of days, and they are just that, stories. Wonderful acts of fiction, or wonderful acts of supposition, of speculation. Nothing has been proven. One of you very astute Salcedo Show uh, listeners and observers got in touch with me on email today, and you said, isn't it funny how the alleged press, and I'm making air quotes with my fingers, how the alleged press could look at a, a... person who has been accused of murder who has signed a confession who had a photograph and video of him doing the deed and the press will still say well the alleged murderer but when it comes to donald trump all of this unsubstantiated unproven thinly sourced anonymously sourced issues uh, that have been put out of the last couple of days and you know what they are the alleged Revealing of secret information or classified information, which is perfectly within the rights of the president to do to the Russians, that Israel's upset and the latest Comey revelation. It's not, and it's, and then, see, they've got me doing it. It's not a revelation. What it is, is supposition, speculation. And again, it happened right after this program yesterday, if memory serves. So what, what happened yesterday was this Comey memo, an alleged Comey memo. Here's what the press has descended into these days, folks. The press has descended into, and this is, this is how it went. Yeah. Hello, uh, New York times. Oh yeah. You're my uh, FBI agent informant. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Oh yeah, yeah, abs, absolutely, yeah. Uh, we we hate we hate Trump too. Yeah, yeah. Shame about your former boss. Really, a memo? You say. Well, what 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 did the memo say? Really, <laughs> it said that that the president of the United States asked James Comey to suspend the investigation into Michael Flynn. Really? Well, well, okay. Send it over. Oh, 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 you're not going to send it. Oh, oh, I can't see. I understand. I can't see it. Well, why don't you just read it to me over the phone? All right. 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 You know what? That's good enough for me, man. Hey, copy. We're going to print it. That's what happened, folks. The New York Times printed a story based on, an, on a memo that they didn't even see. That until now, nobody's laid their eyes on. We we assume it exists. Jason Chaffetz, uh, from what I understand, is in hospital, but still was able to fire out a threat of a subpoena. They want to see the memo. We would like to see this memo that James Comey jotted down, that alleged that after a meeting that he had with Trump, that Trump asked him, hey, man, come on, Flynn, he served his country, he's a general, is there any way we can, you know save this guy, uh, a massive investigation? Can we, does does this have to happen? And James Comey took that according to this alleged memo. And I see, I have the proper use of these terms. Nothing's been shown, nothing's been proven. This alleged memo that, that James Comey went down and wrote and said, oh, the president just asked me to suspend the investigation. Another key point here. If the president of the United States asked James Comey to suspend an investigation into Michael Flynn, which according to news accounts of that time from, oddly enough, the New York Times, the FBI hadn't found anything salacious about what Flynn had done with uh, the Russian ambassador Kislyak and their phone conversation. Nothing was indicting, nothing was wrong according to reporting out of the New York Times. So, but that aside, so you got James Comey writing all this stuff down, and if James Comey thought that this rose to the level of obstruction of justice, he was duty-bound to report that to his superiors, to, to, to members of Congress and to his superiors. Why didn't he? Why didn't he? It's a fair question, I think. And then what about this this notion that it is not within the purview of the president to be asking such things? Uh, There are differing points of view on this. Of course, the Democrats say, oh, it's obstruction of justice to which I say you have no proof yet. We don't know that justice was obstructed. And by the way, Andrew McCabe, Jumped in front of Congress and said that nobody stopped us to, nobody has asked us to stop investigating. We have had nobody try to obstruct our investigation. Obstruction of justice. You you have to actually have somebody who's trying to stop your investigation, and that's not happening by either ordering somebody to withhold information or by trying to obstruct and get in the way of an investigation. And simply asking as a supervisor, which is Trump is to James Comey, it, does this really have to go through? I mean, after every, all the service that, that Flynn has done and there's no there, there, does it really have to go through and drag him through the mud like this? I just fired the guy. And, of course, there is no burden of proof. It's all being reported as if it were gospel and you got to start to ask yourself, why? Why is this happening? Why is it that you get, and we, we did this yesterday. We, we put both of those articles from the Washington Post and the New York Times. And we read them, the first stanzas. And oddly enough, you went, you, what a quinky dink this is, folks. There was a former and current staff knowledgeable with this situation in both articles in the Washington Post and the New York Times. And we summarized, we theorized that possibly it was the same former and current individuals with knowledge of the situation with an ax to grind. Suffice it to say, the only illegality that is, that is being alleged right here, right now, was not even covered in any of these stories. In the Washington Post, in the New York Times, or even in BuzzFeed's piece of trash. Yes, BuzzFeed, the same folks who put out the uh, the Golden Shower dossier. Remember them? They're out there saying, the Israelis are pissed. Re- really, they are. Huh, news to me. Israelis come out yesterday and say, we're cool. We look forward to, to uh, working with the Trump administration, with President Trump. We also notified you all yesterday that you would be a fool to think that resident Obama didn't step in it several times during the early days of his administration. And the difference between President Obama stepping in it and Trump allegedly stepping in it, we don't know, is that Obama had those in the deep state, the swamp, his, his staff in place covering for him. Okay uh Obama may have said something a little too much a little too uh, let, let's let's iron this out behind the scenes nobody needs to know now Donald Trump steps out of out of a lane possibly and everybody knows about it because of the leaks there is only one breaking of law that has happened here folks the leaking and it continues to be the leaking and James Comey didn't want to go after the leakers. And James Comey is out of a job. And I would lay you dollars to donuts. That's a big reason why he's out of a job. Because he wanted the good times to keep rolling. The felonies to keep on rolling. With the caveat that it hurt Trump. Democrats don't give a damn. The basket of biased press doesn't give a damn. How much damage is done to the country? They just want to rule what's left. After Trump goes away. Trump is showing no sign of backing down at this point, much to the delight of his supporters. I have some sound bites. We'll go through every bit that we can today and today only. And I'm, I'm going to arm you with the ability to talk to all these left wingers because I heard from them too yesterday. Oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. I said, well, where's your proof? What? Where's your proof? Where's the memo? Where, show me the memo. Uh, uh, But the New York Times said, uh, uh. you see what I mean? It is no coincidence that Donald Trump is about ready to embark on a rather historic first overseas trip. And Democrats in and out of the basket of biased press are trying to undermine his credibility at home. No mistake. And don't forget this. This is going to set the table for the entire day. Those who work at the New York Times, those who work at the Washington Post, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, on the national level, they are not, I repeat, not dedicated journalists. They are dedicated Democrats, first and foremost. I'll be back in a minute.
1: Keep up with the Chris Salcedo show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network.
7: Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London.
2: Salcedo is
0: on. The
3: Blaze Radio Network. All right, coming up, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer will be on with us. Uh, as a matter of Shemot, remind me, I got to get you guys, got to give you the number so you can call to, uh, uh, Colonel Schaefer so we can get him on here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we will do that. Uh, we, um, I saw him on Fox News last night and I thought he did a bang-up job. He always does a bang-up job when he's here on the program or he's on Fox News, but I thought nobody better to talk about what's going on in the pages of the post and the times and buzzfeed than a guy who's cia trained to come on and talk about it and to me ladies and gentlemen this all looks coordinated this this looks coordinated this looks set up and contrived uh as i said in the in the opening stanza you've got you've got uh Basically, the same verbiage being used by two alleged uh, competing newspapers, the Times and the Post. They're ideologically united, so they don't really uh, compete. They're unified in their opposition to Trump. And this whole rollout, one hit after another, Post, Times, and then the Times again later in the day yesterday with this whole Comey business. It's all contrived, and everybody on, except for Fox, on the cable networks, joins in, starts reporting, oh, there's a, there's a memo. There's a Comey memo. There is? Have you seen it? Well, no. Well, how do you know? Well, there's a, the New York Times said so. Oh, well, <laughs> there goes your journalism degree. Alleged memo, supposed memo, a memo nobody has seen. Let's uh, let's start the flip around, folks. We'll start off with MSNBS. They are talking about Republicans raising the prospect of impeachment after memo claims Trump asked Comey to drop probe. Really? To
4: this idea yeah. that a lot of executive orders have been signed, but they just call for reports to be written. We're not yeah, but, actually you know, seeing changes that are going to create jobs. Yeah, I, I mean, though, though like I, I could do an interview on healthcare, and we get criticized that we're moving too fast, and then you do an interview right after that, and you're getting criticized that it's not moving fast enough. I mean, the way the legislative process works, I mean, the bill just passed the House. It's at the Senate now. The Senate's working on the bill, and I, I, I guess I, I would need to get a clear understanding of whether
3: Trump's a distraction. You know, this is where uh, this is uh, Representative Lee Zedlin. He's a Republican from New York, a moderate from New York. Uh, it seems that Lisa Murkowski, a air quotes with my fingers, folks, Republican from Alaska, is the first Republican to call for impeachment of Donald Trump over a memo that nobody has seen. What what a waste of skin is this woman? What what a what a shallow uh, look we, we said this was going to happen that yesterday, y- yesterday we 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 told you that there will be a lot of Republicans just itching just waiting a lot of these establishment folks who don't like the idea of changing Washington D.C. who want to get their hands on the goodies and control the goodies they're going to come out of the woodwork they're going to come out of the woodwork and they're going to start Yelling things like impeachment, impeachment. So uh, I guess it's good for your electoral prospects. She must. I'm not sure how that moderate ever got elected. In Alaska. Kind of swings conservative in a lot of areas. But anyway, this is sheer lunacy. Let's jump up to uh, CNN.
4: The turmoil inside the White House. It's down. Look at all that. It is down now 311 points with about a half an hour to go till closing bell. CNN Money Digital correspondent Paula Monica following the market. And you're saying
3: to me in commercial break, don't look at your 401k right now.
7: Do not look at your 401k. Obviously, this is a bad day for the markets. But stocks are still up pretty sharply since the election.
3: It's a 300-point drop. Of course, it's Trump's fault. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Trump's fault. <laughs> a bunch of thinly sourced, poorly sourced stories coming out of the Post and the New York Times, and they say, well, Trump's causing all this chaos. <laughs> uh, and, and the markets are down 300 points. Folks, I, I've seen it 600, 700, 800 points. Oh, don't look at your 401ks. Let's make sure this is uh, supposedly catastrophic as we possibly can. Thank you, Brooke Baldwin. Thank you for that tremendous insight. Let's go over to Fox.
6: Pendulum over. And, and I ask because I, I think a lot of our viewers and people who I speak with on this matter all over the place think that this is some kind of emotional loyalty thing that's going on when isn't this really just simply about percentages, when, when when Republicans, or if at some point, they look at the numbers and they go, if I stick with him, I can't win. And since I can't win with him, I'm turning against him.
1: What is it that makes that happen?
4: That's absolutely um, the case. They're already watching President uh, Trump's polling numbers, uh, which are getting a little bit worse. Um, and we have not seen, I don't think, the full impact of what's happened in the last seven days in polling yet. Uh, but What's happened? What's Happened.
3: Nothing has been shown to have happened. Just a bunch of speculation. And the only thing that we know that has happened is felonies have been committed, folks. Senator Jim Risch said this yesterday on Fox. Here's what we know has happened.
8: Well, uh, first of all, uh, you, you know, you got to have a crime first. If you're talking about mm-hmm. this leak, uh, the Russian uh, uh, classified material, the President of the United States has the absolute right and the legal right to declassify anything that's classified at any time he wants for any reason or no reason. Indeed he has an obligation uh, when he took the oath of office to declassify it when it's in the best interest of the people of the United States. The media in this town is acting like this is a one-off and gosh this never happens. The president of the United States, this one and all previous presidents, has conversations about classified facts with foreign governments all the time.
3: All the time. Oh, by the way, breaking news, folks. Joe Lieberman, former Democrat senator, up for FBI director? 888-900-3393.
0: The Chris Salcedo Show.
1: On the Blaze Radio Network.
8: committed a crime here. There's a weasel, and that person is the person who got a hold of the information that uh, happened in that meeting uh, between the president and the foreign minister of Russia. And that was classified information that this person got a hold of, and they leaked it to the New York Times. That's a felony. It's un-American. They endangered the lives of the, of their families and other Americans. That's That person is uh, guilty of treason and should be held to answer for it. That I would call on the newspaper to come forward and identify the person that uh, gave them uh, this information.
3: Senator Jim Risch, everybody, uh, and uh, he is absolutely correct. There is a crime here. There is a definitive crime and it's part of the reason why James Comey is no longer head of the FBI is that James Comey was said not to have wanted to investigate the crimes that we knew had been committed rather dedicating the nation's resources to discovering some fictional crime or a potential crime that maybe was committed by Trump campaign uh, staffers uh, or at one point many Democrats tried to push the narrative that it was committed by Trump himself. Uh, let's talk more about this, about the days and the last couple of days and this release of these thinly sourced, poorly sourced reports that everybody's taking his gospel with retired Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. He is CIA trained, former senior intelligence officer and a New York Times best-selling author. His latest book is called The Last Line. He is a senior fellow with the London Center for Policy Research and the Center for Advanced Defense Studies. Colonel, welcome back. Hey, Chris.
9: Thanks for having me. Good to be on.
3: Okay. Uh let's first off deal with what the senator said there is a crime yeah. here and nobody's okay. talking about it well i find it disconcerting i mean
9: some of us are you are and i i am but very few others are and it's very disconcerting by the fact as he pointed out this is a no doubt uh, federal felony this is a it, this is where they put you in jail for a long time i mean bradley manning just got out for doing something similar and so uh, the fact is, uh, as you said, and others have said, uh, James Comey, uh, both uh, in front of Trey Gowdy, uh, was asked the question, you know, w- would will you uh, investigate these leaks? And the answer was no. And then, uh, you know, I'm sure I, I take it I understand the president asking the same thing. And the answer was, you know, I don't think so. So nobody is bigger than the president when it comes to essentially asking someone to enforce the law. And notably, Chris, uh, that's been the, the hallmark of this administration. Most people who President Trump has appointed, appointed have simply gone about trying to actually follow the law. Uh, John Kelly over DHS. Uh, uh, uh you know uh and a statesman trying to bring things back into focus uh Mike uh, Pompeo over at CIA so it's it's been interesting to see that J- James Comey didn't seem to get that memo that it's time for him to do his job and i think it, clearly that's one of the reasons that Comey uh, was justified, justifiably fired the way he was
3: yeah and it also bears pointing out folks that Manning was let out because Barack Obama commuted Manning's sentence. Uh, Manning right. would have been in jail for 25 more years, but hey, right. if you do damage to the country, you're a Democrat's best friend, so that's why Barack Obama commuted his, her uh, sentence. Uh, right. Let's let's get into the, uh, well, substance, or the lack thereof yeah. of these pieces of the last couple of days, Colonel. You had the, yeah. the Washington Post coming out with this, this allegation that Trump put out uh, information that was given by another country. Here comes BuzzFeed saying it was Israel and other folks in New York Times saying it was Israel who gave us that information. And then you've got New York Times piling on once again late in the afternoon talking about a memo that was, that, that was talked about, but nobody has seen. It was dictated to the reporter over the phone. Right. And everybody's taking all of these reports from former and current uh, officials as gospel with no proof. And, and, and now they're saying, oh, the president's having a tough week because of all of this.
9: Yeah, well, the president's having it. I think he's annoyed by it, but I think it gives him clear and, and uh, precise uh, targets to go after. Look, I, I think we're pretty sure at this t- at this point who the guy was. at The FBI who read the stuff. And and be- Chris, be- between you and me, and I was making fun of this last night with Lou Dobbs. You know that their very articles stayed up front that the, that, that no one at the Times or, or NBC's seen the memos. Like, what kind of idiots are you? I mean, Jesus, <laughs> that's. That's kind of like, uh, you know, Journalism 101. You actually get the artifact and you look at it and you evaluate it and you make it. You know, this is what got got Dan Radner fired, for goodness sake, back uh, when he was at CBS. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's journalistic uh, malfeasance at best. Uh, and it's 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 essentially a crime at the worst by the fact that they are slandering. Uh, and I said this last night on Fox. This is weaponizing information. They are using this information as a weapon against the president. So but I think at the same time, Chris, they're try, They're basically popping themselves up. I said also when I was on with Lou Dobbs that uh, if I were in charge, I would have these people identified within two weeks and they'd be out. And uh, frankly, I already know who they are. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, twenty-four yeah. hours we figured it out. So it's a question now: uh, Will the you know I, I'm, I'm outside the government? It doesn't take me that long to get information. I just hope the government will do something about this because it's it's not that many folks are who are, are doing this.
3: I hope you're right. And I but before you went on Fox last night, talked with Martha, talked with Lou. I was right. saying on this program uh, that, that, and also on um, a later version of the Chris Salcedo show that. Folks, th- this isn't this isn't happening in a vacuum. This is not this is not a coincidence. This is coordinated. You've got right. the New York Times and the Washington Post articles both making reference to a current and former official with knowledge of the situation. It's it's the same individuals. The two and, and, and uh, of course they're talking to competing newspapers. I'm making competing with air quotes with my fingers. They're not competing. Yeah. This is a targeted. Operation between Democrats inside of the press and Democrats outside of the press to target and undermine this president. And it, 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 again, this strikes me as something. It's a coordinated effort. What do you think?
9: Well, and Democrats inside the administration who are uh, hiding as professional uh, employees. I mean, we we have seen the likes of people like Lois Lerner. Lois Lerner uh, was a political appointee in the Clinton White House. She ended up burrowing her way into the bureaucracy as a career person, and people like her uh, have been left uh, in place over the last 20 years. And so when you're faced with a a hostile, if not uh, uh, completely uh, compromised media, mainstream media, with insiders who are willing to literally commit felonies to get them information, and by the way, undermine the country we're, we're not I'm talking about just undermining the president we're talking about undermining the ability of the federal government to manage national security the long-term ramifications of these compromises it's not simply about destroying donald trump they're, they're they're burning down the very house they live in and they don't yeah. get it and they don't care but it's that 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 the uh, conflagration of, of both the, you know the, those those democrats if you will we're working behind the scenes. And let me make this very clear for your audience. I worked in the intelligence community uh, for a long time, and I, I have worked in some form for every president since jimmy carter i have in some form been uh, under uh, either attached to worked for uh, some element of the government during every to include helping out with barack obama believe it or not on certain things and uh, i put my my politics aside to focus on what's best for the nation even under democrat presidents because it's it we, we can we cannot afford to see our national security compromised chris the current set of people don't care they cannot set aside their political agenda to understand the damage they're doing potentially permanent damage to our ability to manage and to keep uh, information secure and keep our enemies at bay and do what's best for the country they, they have completely sold out
3: yeah whatever you want to call them the swamp The Obama holdovers, the deep state, these individuals, again, remember, most of them are likely Obama appointees hired by uh, Obama. And remember, the reflections of Obama, Obama despised this nation, undermined this nation and propped up other countries. These people don't, as the colonel just said, folks, they don't care if they crumble the nation, if they can't rule it and they can't run it into the ground then they'll destroy it and that's what these people who are leaking behind the scenes are up to retired lieutenant colonel tony schaefer our guest right now folks london center for policy research and the center for advanced defense studies lisa murkowski a an alleged senator from alaska uh, joining in on a memo that nobody has seen calling for the impeachment of donald trump your reaction sir
9: uh look, um I, I know uh, a couple of people who are involved in previous impeachment. A dear friend of mine uh is uh, Bruce Fine. Bruce actually wrote the articles of impeachment for um for uh Nixon, for Clinton, and by the way, for John Boehner, which was never exposed to the light of the day but did happen. And um look, he's the expert in this and he says there's no there's no grounds remotely for impeachment. Y- you have to go through uh, and basically posit there's actually a crime. You have to have someone who says Hey, a crime has been committed. Uh, so far, Chris, uh, they're not even in uh, the same state uh, to, to, to get to that point. So, uh, I, you know, again, we're talking about uh, the never Trumpers on the, on the Republican side, the neocons on the Republican side, uh, the Clintons on the Democrat side, the Obamas on the Democrat side, all conspiring with the media to try to push this narrative. And, and uh, it's, frankly, it's it's not only nonsensical; it is truly insane. I would literally ask her to go see a psychiatrist uh, <laughs> if she really thinks that somehow we're on a path to impeachment at this point in time.
3: So. Joe Lieberman. Last thing: Joe Lieberman is is yeah. heading to the White House to to be interviewed to be the next FBI director. What do you think of this yeah. potential pick?
9: Well, I know Joe. I don't know him well. We've uh, we've been. Uh, uh, in uh, the train station, a couple times, we've had some good conversations. Uh, I like Joe. I think he's uh, uh, on the path of being reformed. I put him in the same category as uh, as Tulsi Gabbard and uh, and uh, Bruce. Uh, I mean, um, uh, Dennis Kucinich, who have kind of uh, seen the light uh, and have kind of stepped away from the extreme views of a lot of their party. So I, I think uh, even if he's not picked, I think he can add some interesting things to the conversation. So. I think you should talk to the president. I, I hope to have a good conversation. I don't, I'm not sure if he's the right guy for the job. But, again, I, I think any dialogue with people of reasonable beliefs and, dare I say, logical uh, ability to talk, I think a conversation is something that's a good thing to have.
3: In short supply today, especially in Washington, D.C.
8: Retired,
3: retired Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, everybody, CIA-trained former senior intelligence officer, He is the author of The Last Line and a senior fellow with both the London Center for Policy Research and the Center for Advanced Defense Studies. Colonel, always a pleasure. Thanks for being here on The Salcedo Show.
9: Sure, Chris. Thanks for having me.
3: You betcha. More to come, folks. Be right back on The Blaze.
9: You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show.
0: The Blaze Radio Network.
2: We're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Prime example, prime example of what Tony Schaefer was talking about, how the the lasting harm that is being done by the Democrats in and out of the press. Uh, Vladimir Putin jumped on television and just laughed, laughed at the Democrats laughed at the press. Uh, Let me me tell you, I must admonish Sergei for not giving me information that he got from Trump. Sergei did not tell me about this secret classified information. We uh, We must punish him. We must punish Sergei Lavrov for not giving us the classified information. And then Putin offers to give transcripts to congress of the meeting <laughs> I, and of course you know we we shouldn't trust vladimir putin any any farther we could throw him he's he is an enemy of the united states to this day as he has been for the last eight years but isn't it funny how the democrats who sat behind Barack Obama and watched Barack Obama plant his lips firmly on Vladimir Putin's rear end for the last eight years oh now all of a sudden they want to do something let's go to war (laughs) really no they're not saying that because they're all they need to do is get rid of Trump that's all they want to do they don't really want to oppose Russia a lot of them are ideologically predisposed to be just like Vladimir Putin they share a lot of similar qualities these Democrats but uh on uh, on Putin's kind offer to give us a transcript. Uh, Senator Marco Rubio talking with Fox News today. And uh, Mr. Rubio reacted to
9: this. Well, I, I wouldn't... Uh I wouldn't put much credibility into whatever Putin's notes are, and if it comes in an email, I wouldn't click on the attachment. That's for sure. But, <laughs>
6: yeah. but,
9: that and, uh, and then on the on the going back to the director issue, look, it's inevitable now and inescapable. I thought he was going to have to do this anyway, but given what we read yesterday in the newspaper, Director Comey or former Director Comey will have to testify before Congress. My, I imagine it will be before the Judiciary Committee,
3: and he's going to have to turn over these notes and anything else. Right, as I mentioned, Jason Chaffetz is asking for. These notes, these uh, memos that Mr. Comey allegedly, see, I'm a better journalist than the New York Times and the Washington Post, allegedly were made by James Comey. And to Jason Chaffetz, I would say, well, since James Comey is such a good little note taker, why don't we also subpoena all of his notes and what he was writing about during the Hillary Clinton case for her emails before he stepped to the microphone, laid out a case for indictment and then just said, but you know, she didn't intend to violate the law. So guess what? She, she gets off scot free. Uh, why don't we get those notes to Jason Chaffetz? Um, and Chaffetz, as I said, in the hospital, still managing to get out the threat of issuing a subpoena for this memo that nobody has seen I, look uh, the new york times deserves derision you guys are just gonna take my word for it because you do not you do not say oh uh you are uh, you, you've got a oh you're gonna bash trump oh let's go to press with it right away uh wh- where's your proof oh no no i don't need any proof you just tell me this over the phone that doesn't happen unless you're biased Back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show right here on The Blaze. Stick with me.
2: You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show.
0: Part of Generation Blaze on The Blaze Radio Network.
2: Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices, I don't
6: have
4: to show you how to stinking
2: vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Not really, you think I sound like El Pelka? I mean, vocal quality? Is it just the subject matter you're talking about or you're just talking about the, the vocal quality? Really? El, 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 see, I get... I get Charlie Sheen every once in a while, and I I used to do a fairly good impersonation of Casey Kasem. I'm Casey Kasem. My hair's on fire and I don't care. I'm Casey Kasem. Now it's time for your long distance dedication. I mean, well, was that was that all right? Um, we he does that. He does a lot. Like he does a Casey Kasem impersonation. I didn't know that. Well, look. First off, my my voice is really scratchy the, the, because the weather this time of year uh, in the area of Texas in which I'm broadcasting, folks it it does something weird to my voice, and it's everything I can do just to keep it going. And doing three shows a day, it's <laughs> it's a bit of a strain. So I get I've got a raspiness to the voice as it is, but I've heard Charlie Sheen before, I've heard Casey Kasem before, and those are the those are the ones most often, and uh m- the best impersonation I'm told I do is Clinton is bill Clinton, but um i well well, seeing now my voice is really raspy right now i don't know if I can do it Duh. winning i just i don't know if I can <laughs> go there all right well, I've done it before on the program i just i I don't want to. You know, you never know. I can get hit by a bus, and my and my last impersonation of Bill Clinton may not be up to snuff. You know, I, I, well, again, the weather. It's uh, look. It, the, you can only do with the instrument what the instrument will do, and um, sometimes the instrument is susceptible to uh, external forces. Uh, well, maybe we'll get into Clinton a little bit later on. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 3393 That's the phone number. Look, uh, let's, let's start off at the beginning, the Washington Post original article that said that Trump spilled the beans. Now, I've, I've, I started off on, on the Facebook Live and, and talking the first hour about the, the basket of biased press, and, and I stand by all of that, but a strong coordinated response from Team Obama or Team Trump, I should say, would be a, a good idea but nobody's on the same page to president Trump. Time is now for the a game. You get, you've got to look and I'm not, people are saying, stop tweeting so much, stop tweeting so much. The reason why they're saying stop tweeting is because you're contradicting and you're creating problems for your own administration. If you would tweet with purpose, it's a, it's a marvelous, effective tool, but make sure Hey, I'm tweeting about this today. Make sure your folks know and understand and you talk about it. I know it's not going to feel as spontaneous, but make some notes. i like to tweet about this, tweet about this, tweet about this. Run up the flagpole. Make sure everybody gets a chance to weigh in so they know where you're going. I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying make sure that everybody's on the same page. But you've got people inside the administration contradicting themselves left and right. Trump's contradicted McMaster a couple of times. Here he was taking questions about whether or not there was anything that was divulged in this meeting with the Russians. I'
0: uh, trying to dig into some details of this reporting on the president's conversations with the Russians. Are you denying that he revealed information that was given to the U.S. by a, an intelligence partner?
7: So uh, what, I, what we don't do is discuss what is and what was't classified. What I will tell you is in the context of that, that, uh, that discussion, what the president discussed with the Foreign Minister was wholly appropriate to that conversation and is consistent with the routine sharing of information between the President and and any leaders with whom he's engaged, but was it and and the
0: U.S. received from an intelligence partner.
7: I, I'm not going to be the one to confirm th- th- confirm uh, that that sort of information that could that could jeopardize it are could you jeopardize our security. That
0: U.S. allies that do have these types of intelligence sharing relationships with the U.S. will stop providing that information. No,
7: I'm not concerned at all. That that conversation was wholly appropriate, and I think wholly appropriate what the expectations are of our intelligence partners.
5: And.
3: It's alleged by the New York Times, and again, we can't confirm this. This has not been confirmed. It's alleged by the New York Times and those who have committed felonies in leaking to the New York Times that it was the Israelis who had given this bit of information that Trump shared. However, the the word Israeli, we are told, was never said. The Jewish state, no, no sources of, or methods were revealed. And not one but three individuals in the room confirmed that. No sources. Uh, Israel would be the source. They weren't revealed. So I I don't know where the New York Times comes off saying that they know. And if the New York Times is getting this information from the felonious leakers, then it's not Trump that's outing Israel. It's the New York times again, back to what Tony Schaefer told us in the first hour, these folks who are leaking or committing felonies inside of the, inside of the Trump administration, they are doing real damage to the United States and they don't care. All they, all they care about is harming Trump. Uh, McMaster's continue to answer, uh, McMaster, I should say, continued to add, answer questions.
7: Why were you denying things that were not even reported? What the report said is that the president revealed classified information that had been shared by one of our allies in the Middle East. So the question is simply a yes or no question here. Did the president share classified information with the Russians in that meeting? And as I mentioned already, we don't say what's classified, what's not classified. What I will tell you again is that what the president shared was wholly appropriate. The story, the story combined what was leaked with other information and 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 then insinuated about sources and methods. So I wanted to make clear to everybody that the president in no way compromised any sources or methods in the course of this conversation.
3: And even if he did, and I have to stress, if, even if he did, he was perfectly within his rights to do so. Now, it may not have been the wisest thing, but if he did, he is the ultimate determinant of what is classified and what is not. Now, those who were not within their rights to disclose classified information, the leakers. And thankfully, somebody in the press pool, I think it was Fox, asked, uh, excuse me, about the leakers. Haven't they done enough damage? When do we throw their worthless rear ends into jail?
6: Uh, Do you have any idea how this got out and what steps are you
7: taking by virtue of discovering this as you did to try to limit the potential for any more leaks of national security information? I, I think national security is put at risk by, by this leak and by leaks like this. And there are, you know there are a number of instances where this has occurred. And uh, and I think it's important to to investigate these sort of things and to to make sure that that we have trusted organizations across our government uh, that that allows for the free sharing of information and collaboration. I mean, in terms of national security, what is critical is that you you can assemble the experts you need. You want a bigger group, right, for any of these complex problems because you need their expertise. You need the tools that they bring to bear from different agencies and departments. And so what we really have to do is make sure we have a very very high degree of confidence in all of our organizations and all of our systems and processes. So we can do what we need to do for the president, which is give him our best advice uh, and give him options to deal with these very complex problems.
3: Yeah. I, I I heard a lot of no duh information in there. Yeah. We all know what you're supposed to do. When do we zero in on the leakers? And you know what? It's not going to be enough for me to, to ha- see some guy perp walked I want to know which administration they came in under I want to know uh what how many accounts of violating federal law and releasing classified information to the press that they're charged with uh look th- th- this it, it is essential we find these people out they they thought they think that their left-wing extremism and I'm assuming that they're a bunch of leftists because, and they're a bunch of Obama loyalists. They think their left-wing agenda, that uh, supplanting America as the world's leader, uh, putting the communist Chinese in charge or uh, diminishing our military, they think everything that Obama stood for was all right and high and mighty. Okay, fine. I, I just, when you're found out if you are willing to commit felony after felony after felony in service to Obama, harming the country, I think the country ought to know who you are. If, I mean, come on, you got to be a true believer. You got to be a true believer in the divinity of Obama, right? To go to such lengths. Uh, up next, everybody, will get your reaction. CNN, of course, it was the leader of the basket of bias, wants to drive that wedge further between republicans and and donald trump and so they went out searching for republicans can you comment can you comment can you comment how much of a reprobate do you think trump is are you ready to abandon trump are you ready to abandon well their reaction coming up next it's the salcedo show on the blaze the
0: chris salcedo show
1: on the blaze radio network
3: This is poetic. Some guests had to show up at uh, a member of the basket of bias, NBC News, the Brian Williams Network, and the leader of the basket of bias, CNN, had to show up on their air and remind them how much they gave Obama a pass when he did the same crap that Trump is accused of doing. So here they are, jumping onto the airwaves again. uh, The Brian Williams Network and the leader of the basket of bias, CNN, being schooled by guests, reminding them how much they gave Obama a pass on leaking national security Information that ultimately was used to harm the United States.
7: The Russians aren't trustworthy. The Russians have proven that when we've provided information in the past, they've used it against us. Back in the summer of 2016, the Obama administration provided some information to the Russians about some of the things happening on the ground. Guess what happened? The Russians then attacked some of those sites of our allies, our proxies that we
6: were working with.
3: <laughs> God, just caused people to die. You know when President Obama gave away information to the Russians, no problem. But see, CNN and NBC had their heads so far up Barack Obama's rear end they could have given him a colonoscopy. It's okay when Barack Obama does this in service to harming the United States. That's cool. He's so cool. He's so suave. He, man, look look at how he bashes America, because America's had it too good for too long, man. Look at that. CNN love that. NBC love that. Perspective is all.
9: I'm holding here two headlines from the Washington Post, one of May 25th, 2014. White House mistakenly identifies CIA chief in Afghanistan. The Obama administration
6: put the name of the CIA station chief on a press release, exposed him, endangered his life. Two words,
3: Valerie Plame. Remember Valerie Plame? Valerie Plame was outed during the Bush administration by a guy named Richard Armitage. The special prosecutor that was assigned, there's that word again, special prosecutor to discover who outed Valerie Plame knew it was Richard Armitage. Knew and understood it was Richard Armitage. Armitage never saw a day in jail, by the way never scooter libby did on a completely unrelated matter because he had misremembered something oh you lied to a federal investigator you're going to jail and scooter libby spent two years in jail had nothing to do with the outing of La- valerie Plame. resident obama a few years later does the same damn thing no oh, no special prosecutor not Nobody batted an eyelash. CNN didn't bat an eyelash. Neither did the Washington Post, the New York Times, or NBC. Why? Because they're biased outlets, folks. They're not even news outlets. They're just plain biased.
9: The second one, June 30th, 2016, U.S. offers to share Syria intelligence on terrorists with Russia, which is to say the Obama administration wanted to give their intelligence to the Russians. All I'm saying here is there's perspective we need to find out the facts and let's have perspective
3: the perspective is this you will never get a fair shake if you're a republican or a conservative in the majority of the basket of biased press so stop talking to them we've been getting emails how do we fight back how do we fight back against a dishonest press a partisan press it's easy don't watch them don't listen to them keep it to the blaze keep it to conservative talk radio uh, we, we're still giving you the information and we're giving you and we're letting and you know what this is why we're superior to all of these folks is we're telling you look if you're a liberal and you're coming and you're hearing me uh, talk about these stories i'm admitting to you i'm a conservative and i'm going to have a particular point of view and if you don't share my point of view you're going to go out and research it and find and, and find out for yourself but these folks in the basket of biased press lie to you every single day when they come on and say look how fair we are look at how unbiased we are they're not they're libs they're democrats they're just lying to you every day saying they're fair and nonpartisan. cnn talking about uh the gop's reaction to the trump Russia story and all the other stories. But I will
7: note, Wolf, over the course of the last hour or so, you've seen Republicans really point to what National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster said this afternoon, changing their tone a little bit, most notably Senator John McCain, who earlier this morning put out a scathing statement uh, about the disclosure of this information. Oh, uh,
3: I'll bet he did. I'll bet John McCain did. (laughs) I uh, I hate that Trump guy. (laughs) This is disturbing. My uh, my John McCain isn't as good as my Clinton
7: formation now saying that he trusted H.R. Uh, McMaster at his word, Senator James Inhofe, another Republican from Oklahoma, saying something similar. But I will note there are a lot of Republicans who are raising serious concerns and one or two who think it's just overblown. Take a listen. Accuracy is important and understanding what happened is important that would
9: be fair. I think it's the right thing to do for the American people, fairness to the administration. But we need to learn more. About it. We have very specific questions. We hope they'll be answered at some point like today.
8: Well, they claim they haven't. And I saw Mr. Uh, McMaster. Yeah.
7: yeah,
9: I saw Mr. McMaster. I believe what he said is true. So I think it's something that's way blown out of proportion.
3: Way blown out of proportion. I think so, too, uh, because all of this is hearsay. None of this is proven. By the way, we had to send out a little congratulations here. Uh, this is from The Hill. Sheriff David Clark, yes, our Sheriff David Clark here on the blaze, uh, the uh, sheriff of Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, said today that he has accepted a job in the Department of Homeland Security. Clark told uh, conservative radio host Vicky McKenna during an interview on 1130 WISN that he will leave his post as sheriff to serve as a deputy secretary of Homeland Security. During the 2016 presidential race, Clark supported President Trump and has praised him since the inauguration at the Conservative Political Action Conference. In February, Clark spoke of his support of Trump's executive orders on immigration or as, uh, if you're going to be accurate about it, illegal immigration and immigration. Uh, so congratulations to David Clark. Uh, uh, has a podcast here on The Blaze. Not sure what the future of that is now. Now that he's going to be up there doing some important work with DHS, but he has our congratulations nonetheless here on the Chris Alcedo show. Okay. Coming up next, you guys are hearing about this, this Comey memo, an alleged Comey memo that was dictated to a New York times reporter. The New York times reporter said, Oh, I love it. It bashes Trump. Let me get it on the front page. And people are throwing out the idea that this is obstruction of justice Obstruction of justice because Donald Trump said, Hey, man, come on. I just, I fired the guy. Is there any way that we can spare this guy from the humiliation? Is there any way, you know, does he have to go through all of this? And well, they're saying it's obstruction of justice. We'll go through it three ways from Sunday coming up next on the Chris Salcedo show here on The Blaze.
2: You're listening to The Chris Salcedo
0: Show, part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: I meant to get to this earlier, folks. Fox News Channel's panel was talking about Trump's self-inflicted wounds. I was just talking with Shimon in, in, in the break about this, about, about why I'm, uh, I'm concerned about Donald Trump. He, you know, the guy said, look, why can't I just go out there and do the job I was hired to do? What, what is all this? What is all this politicking going on? I thought the time was over for politics and To a degree, he's right. There used to be a, I I remember it. There used to be a cycle where you'd get in to politics and then you'd get to the business of governing the country and then you'd get back to politics before the election. But that's not the case anymore. It's all politics all the time. No matter where you turn. American people are fatigued by it. And Trump's like, man, I just, I was hired to do a job. Why do I got to keep on going back to the, every baseless accusation that's hurled my way, I've got to answer. And remember, Obama never had to do that. Oba- the, the press would all the stuff that we conservatives were saying about Obama. The press never or rarely, I should say, pressed him on it. He never he never got this kind of treatment. Uh, he he was coddled and glad and glad handed because you know the press, a bunch of Democrats. It, yes, Karl Rove said something last night that was kind of funny. That just just get used to it. The, 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 the press is full of Democrats, and they're going to treat you unfairly. Get used to it. And I say, no, no, we shouldn't have to get used to it. We, and Trump is doing the right thing by calling them out when they're when he's not being treated fairly, unless he sounds like he's whining. If he sounds like he's whining, yeah, I'm being treated unfairly. Well, you got to get a little more specific about that. We all know you've been treated unfairly. Get some specifics. You know, talk with your press shop. That's what they're there for. You know, give me give me a line to deliver here. You know, I th- remember when Obama did this, the press couldn't be bothered to write a story about it here. I do the same thing and the press is all over me like white on rice. And that's when you call them out and show the American people you're not going to back down, but you have you've given it some thought now that, oh, I'm, I'm being treated unfairly. Oh, woe is me. You're the president of the United States. Here's the FNC panel
6: these problems start with the president it's mm-hmm. the president's actions and the way he executes his decisions that add to these controversies and provide his enemies a chance to shoot at him and right now is not a moment to now is a moment to sort of say to everybody we're in the foxhole together to call you know to summon their best abilities to, 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 to stiffen their spines and to lead them not to cause them to sit there and say I got to close my door and duck because I'm, I'm, my head is on the chopping block.
4: How much of this do you think is just Is Donald Trump. I mean, he he is an outsider. He's a businessman. He has never been involved in politics before, and that definitely causes others who have been for a long time to bristle.
5: Yes,
3: and I think that's the genesis of all of this. He disrupts their way of doing things, their way of padding their pockets, their way of consolidating power. And he's a threat to it. Make no mistake. Martha McCallum and um, Karl Rove talking there. All right, so now about this business of, of obstruction of justice. Now, this, this surrounds this memo that nobody's seen. That the New York Times reporter said, read it to me over the phone and we'll go to print with it. That, that's an absurd journalistic standard, by the way. But it happened. So if true, what does CNN's Wolf Blitzer and Jeffrey Toobin think about it? your reaction to this bombshell report and the White House de- denial. It's not a bombshell report, it's a bombshell piece of propaganda. Nothing has been confirmed. It's just a, a, a piece of propaganda until something is verified.
9: Three words, obstruction of justice.
3: I've got four words for you, Jeffrey Tubin. There is no proof. There is no proof. You don't even have the damn memo, Mr. Tubin, to be out there saying obstruction of justice. Trey Gowdy weighs in on the Democrats wanting to convict the President of the United States based on a memo that nobody's seen.
5: Well, if you go back to, 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 to criminal procedure, which is my background, uh, there, there's a doctrine called the rule of completeness. Whenever part of a document is introduced, you got to be able to look at the entire document. Your viewers and my fellow citizens deserve to see the entire context of whatever conversation may or may not have taken place. And quite frankly, uh, Director Comey deserves an opportunity to come tell us how he heard it what he heard, how pervasive it was, and how much of the conversation that segment consumed. So uh, we have a story. There's a reason newspaper articles are not admissible in any courtroom in the United States. Uh, I'm not knocking the reporter. The reporter does good work. Um, but, But we're a long ways from a conviction, the fact that we simply have a headline in the New York Times.
3: I'm knocking the reporter. I'll knock the reporter. The reporter is printed something based on hearsay. On hearsay, an allegation that could lead to obstruction of justice charges against the president of the United States and a reporter is putting it in the pages of the New York Times on hearsay. I don't think that's good reporting whatsoever. Carl Rove weighing in about the allegations, if true, and a big stress on if, if true, why, uh, if Trump did ask Comey to drop the Flynn investigation, does it rise to the level of obstruction of justice?
6: Look, look, I'm I'm not a lawyer, and I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, but I do have <laughs> friends who are top flight lawyers, and and I talked to I I, I got this this understanding from a very top flight. Very top flight D.C. lawyer who said, look, you got to get this right. Obstruction of justice is if you take a deliberate act to uh, somehow destroy evidence or to uh, tell people to uh, lie to the to the authorities, to somehow cover up evidence.
3: Did that happen? Even if the in in the allegation that is made by the Phantom Memo, the New York Times referenced, did that happen? Did the President of the United States say, uh, I'm I'm going to destroy evidence? No, James Comey did that. James Comey made a deal with Hillary Clinton and uh, Hillary Clinton's surrogates that they were to turn over their laptops and then James Comey would destroy their laptops. Remember that? (laughs) That's what many believe would be obstruction of justice. By the former director of FBI,
6: but the president, when he is the the head of the executive branch, does not uh, commit obstruction of justice if he says, uh, you know, it doesn't involve him directly. But he says, "Can you go light on Flynn? I've fired the guy. He's you know been so you didn't have any problem with the tarmac
4: conversation between Loretta Lynch and Bill Clinton."
6: I if do. if, if I they do might have said to each other,
4: gee, can you see your way clear to maybe drop in yeah, this but thing no, against that's different. Hillary? A, A he's, he's the, the former
6: president. He is no longer do the that. head of the executive branch. And B, his wife is is the subject to the investigation. If 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 Donald Trump had said, you know what, you're investigating my son or you're investigating my daughter, and please, would you let it go, then then that would be different. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, he is simply saying, raising an issue. Uh,
3: so that's... That's what real obstruction would look like. So there's, there are two standards put out by a couple of guys. Well, at least one of the guys I trust, Trey Gowdy, is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Karl Rove went on to point a finger at Comey. Let's just let's just say for argument's sake that Donald Trump said, "Hey, uh, I, I'm going to obstruct justice," even though he. Even according to the New York Times piece, it doesn't appear that he rose to that level, even if it's true. But what if, what if James Comey sat down and said, man, President of the United States just asked me to drop this case, that's obstruction of justice. And James Comey didn't report it.
4: If the president, as you say, you know, if it's true, Jim Comey you know, should have called him on it right away, should have alerted the Department of Justice if he felt that he was sincerely being asked to table an investigation. But there is no information that he did that yet. And, and in fact, that would be illegal. It would be his obligation. If he felt he was truly being asked to table this investigation, he would have had to let someone know, correct?
6: Yes, and and if he thought it was getting into the gray area, then the best thing for him and for the president is for him to say, "Mr. President, better that you never ask me those kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Better that you never raise the issues in that way." Uh, so, it, it, if it was in the gray area, he had an obligation to say something to the president. I think if it was not in the gray area and it had crossed his line, that he had an obligation to uh, to say something inside the Justice Department to to uh, raise it to his superiors in the chain of command.
3: Yeah, not only that, his superiors. He could have gone to any member of, uh, of uh, or any committee, the relevant committee in Congress and put up a formal complaint. So they had it. If he thought that it actually was Trump asking to drop a case that was legitimate. We told you earlier, there was reporting that was out around this same time. That said that the phone call between Ambassador Kislyak and Flynn didn't cross any lines, wasn't improper whatsoever. So, if that's the case, then then what is ex- what exactly is Trump asking Comey to drop? Uh, finally, Fox News Channel got around to asking uh, Trey Gowdy. If James Comey had a legal obligation to report this, and James Comey, I'm sorry, uh, Trey Gowdy has a different take than Karl Rove.
5: I, I don't think so. I, I'm probably in a minority here. I, I, I don't think Director Comey reported President Obama the four different times he prejudged the outcome of an investigation. Remember
3: that that was during the Hillary Clinton email scandal. The president of the United States put his finger on the scales. Resident Obama said she's not guilty. But you do about nothing, let me be clear. he said that during an open investigation now, of course he was James Comey's boss and Loretta Lynch's boss, and he weighed in on something he shouldn't have weighed in publicly, at least Trump was doing this on the side behind this behind the, the scenes, but here was Mr. Obama trying to taint the jur- the jury pool and That didn't rise to the level of obstruction of justice, according to Comey.
5: Um, And there were four different times. Uh, uh, Director Comey has not been afraid in the past to say no to presidents and attorney generals. Um, He did it when he was with the Department of Justice. I think if he felt like this was an effort to influence him, he knows exactly what to do. Uh, But I won't know that until I have a chance to ask him.
3: All right. Coming up, as we wrap the show, there is a disturbing trend, folks. It's a sad and disturbing trend. Have you heard the term "sologami" or gammy? Uh, I'll explain what that is. The other side, The Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze.
0: This is The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
4: show.
3: You all wonder why I oppose libs so much? Why, why the liberal ideology and their whole the whole way these freaks are wired just sets me off. Do you know that salogamy is a thing? It's, it's 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 like polygamy, monogamy, sologamy. Uh, th- who, who's writing this? The Daily Wire is writing this. It's on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page if you want to read up on it. Sologamy, the saddest trend you've ever heard of. Apparently people are now marrying themselves. <laughs> and there's a picture of this woman who is holding a bouquet, dressed up in a wedding dress, marrying herself. Well, more specifically, sad, bitter feminists with a millennial-like flair for narcissism, are marrying themselves after sticking it to the patriarchy by choosing to put their careers ahead of their personal lives. In the new sad trend called, I don't know if it's sologamy or sologamy, we'll go with sologamy, sologamy, women are committing themselves to themselves with their own wedding ceremony. These women, such as self-styled soligamists, Erica Anderson, they throw on a white gown, invite their close friends and family, and marry themselves in a legally non-binding way. (coughs) I would describe it as women saying yes to themselves, said Anderson, 37. According to WUSA 9, it means that we are enough even if we are not partnered with someone else. You're worth it, added the feminist. <laughs> you're worth yourself, <laughs> according to these um, s- solygamists. Anderson tied the knot with herself in New York City. Of course, it was New York City. <laughs> and advocates... For the self-marriage lifestyle. Anderson said she grew tired of people asking why she was still single. So in front of family and friends, she married herself. I think the ceremony of marrying yourself might be an indicator as to why you are still single. (laughs) I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. And what happens? And what does it look like if you want to step out on yourself? (laughs) Uh I don't know how to break this to yourself, but I'm seeing somebody else. <laughs> it's, seriously, and and do 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 you have to file from a a divorce from yourself if you meet Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright? Is, is is that what has to happen? I'm just just throwing out there uh and then then who gets the dog? Your left hand or your right hand? <laughs> I, All right, uh, remember everybody, a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Catch you tomorrow. 888 900 3393.
0: The Chris Salcedo Show
3: on the Blaze Radio Network.